Welcome, you beautiful soul. You've tuned in to the Script Whisperer podcast. I'm your host, Ben Schaff. I'm a story consultant, and I come in and help writers in various stages of development, boost their confidence, act as a creative companion, and even sometimes polish their scripts and script doctor when in need. In this podcast, I will be sharing my vast experience of more than 15 years in the industry. Enjoy. Hello, beautiful people. Today, I wanted to tackle um, an episode called The Odds of Getting into a Writer's Room. And I will not do it all by myself. I invited a very special guest to join me and discuss everything writer's room. So very, very welcome, Lauren, and thanks for taking the time. Um, just so that people know who, who you are and um, just give, it, give us a brief introduction of, of who you are, please. Okay. Well, um, my name is Lauren Glover. I live in Los Angeles. Um, I'm born and raised in Maryland, um, like right outside of Washington, D.C. And I moved to Los Angeles in 2012 um, when I discovered that TV writing was actually a career um, you could do. I did not know that until 2012. And then as soon as I found out, then I was like, oh, that sounds amazing. I want to go do that, um, knowing absolutely nothing about TV writing. I just thought it sounded cool, and I'd like to do that. So I moved to Los Angeles and um, quickly realized that I knew nothing, and I got an internship working at a production company um, where they had me reading scripts, basically the rejected scripts that were sent there. Um, They had me reading them and doing coverage, which basically means um, writing like a one-page summary of the story and then writing if I would either recommend or not recommend the script at the bottom and why. A reader's job. And and so I did that. Yeah, I I did that. And then um, through that, I began to learn like what makes, you know, certain scripts good, what makes other scripts not so good. Perfect. Um, And... Then I joined a bunch over the span of like three years. I joined a bunch of different networking groups for writers and creators. And um, that, that was really, really important because one of those groups was the way how I ended up getting recommended for a writer's assistant job years later. Interesting. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're going so, to talk about so, that in detail. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So then. Um, finally in 2018, um, one of my pilots placed in the Sundance episodic lab and from that, which means like, um, you know, it was like in the top 30 scripts out of like 2000 something, um, that, that were submitted. And, um, from that, um, I was able to get a manager, right? My manager sent me out on general meetings, which which means that um, you basically meet with an executive at different production companies that liked your material, and they might or might not want to recommend you for a job in the future. Okay. Um, and now 
currently I am a writer's assistant on um, an adult animated show that will be on Amazon. Okay. It's not finished being animated yet, but it's called Fairfax. And so I guess probably you can see it sometime in 2021 <laughs> on Amazon. Oh, great. Great. Awesome. Um, you said like you had no idea that this could even be a career. Um, so, yeah. so it, it, my question would be, Lynn, um, what brought you even to, you know, wanting to be a writer then in the first place? Was there an event in your life where you thought like, okay, maybe this writing thing is something that I can see mm -hmm. myself doing or how did that come about? Well, when I was a kid, um, I was always writing short stories. Um, I thought I, I wanted to be a novelist like, you know, Zora Neale Hurston or like Maya Angelou. Okay. Um, that's what I wanted to do. And I, growing up like in the area where I'm from, um, there are no TV writers. So all the adults I knew were, most of them worked for the government or they worked in healthcare okay. um, or they worked in a business, you know, in a corporate setting. Um, so right. I was never exposed to, you know, creative type people, but I was able to, through my mom, she signed me up for a lot of creative writing classes. Oh, great. Um, because she knew I liked writing. Right. Um, so through that, you know, I, I got to know all these great authors and I was like, okay, great. I'll be a novelist. Um, then when I was a senior in high school, I was like, you know what? I, I kind of, I just want to make money. Like, <laughs> like I want to be able to take care of myself. So yeah. I ended up majoring in nursing in registered nursing. Um, okay. and I became a nurse and then, um, around 20, like I said, 2012, um, there was this show, um, on TV that I, I was just obsessed with. Um, it was, it, it meant everything to me. Okay. And Curious then, now? um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't want to. What I'm about to say next is like a little negative. <laughs> okay. I share the name of the stuff, but it went from being like a brilliant, in my opinion, to like really, really going downhill over the course of a couple seasons. And okay. I'm like, what happened? You know, this show was like, you know, when I would get home from work, it was like my release. You yeah. know, it was like an escape for me, exactly, and I, yeah. I was devastated. Yeah. You know, like, why did this happen? Yeah. Um, so I started Googling, like, who is making these shows? Who's you know, responsible who's for these, it? Like, why? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Who did this? Yes. Um, and then I, I, that was when I found out about writer's rooms and, you know, that they typically happen in Los Angeles and, right. um, you know, what the makeup of a writer's room is. So um, then I, I moved to Los Angeles and I was like, I'm going to give them a piece of my mind. Okay. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> but, thinking that like but, but listen, yeah the show was canceled shortly after that okay but listen but i'm not gonna let this go you know um i want to know what this show is <laughs> i'm sure everyone would love to okay. know what this show is yeah please share please okay so the show i don't know if it wasn't i don't even know if it was ever shown overseas um but it's called the game um, and the showrunner creator was Mara Brock-Akeel, and she did a ton of shows. She did okay. Girlfriends. She did Being Mary Jane. Um, she created, um, like, most recently, Love Is, um, okay. a black woman showrunner creator. 
Um, so yeah, that was the show and I, I really, really liked it. And now I guess, you know, looking back, it's like, yeah, that show is a little, it's a little problematic. You know, I don't, I don't think it definitely wouldn't work in 2020. Okay. Um, but the, the, in a nutshell, the show is about, you know, a, a woman who, she gets accepted into medical school oh, okay. and then her, the love of her life, um, is at the same time drafted into the NFL, like to be a professional football player. <gasps> so she has to decide whether she's going to. Yeah, I know the show. I, I've I've seen it. Like I've seen. I, I think I've seen the first season. Right? Yes, I've seen the first It's, season. Excellent. The, what what did, what did you think? Um, no, I was season? I was definitely I I now now that you know in that respect I I can I can definitely understand what you mean by it. after that it got you know it, it went downhill exactly. because that's that's how I felt exactly. as well you know like I was I was really like the the, the the pilot episode was was super well done. You know, I was, I was, I was exactly. hooked in an instant, you know, I was, I was hooked to her, you know, she, she was, she was yeah. awesome. She was awesome. Um, yeah. and she, she was, she, you know, she was, you know, sort of emancipating herself. She was, she's toughened exactly. up, you know, against all this, yeah. this manly crowd and stuff like that. So I, yeah. I got really interested in that, uh, you know, factor, but yeah. that sort of, they dialed it down. I feel like they dialed this part of the th show down and and sort of sacrificed I think so too. um you know the, the womanhood um for whatever I reason agree. i don't know for whatever reason you know i i can only assume i, I agree you know but maybe, i found out later on that when the show like started going downhill that was at the same time as the writer's strike the uh, wga writer's strike okay. and i was like oh now it <laughs> yeah, lost so steam. i don't know what they did when the when the writer's strike happened, I don't know if they hired, um, out like writers that were not in the guild, yeah. you know, I don't, I don't know what happened, but it, it was that same time. But, the, so but I, the, things started making more sense to me. But the, but the showrunner, um, didn't, didn't change in that, in that course of the, of the writer's strike. Did she? No, no. no she was still mm -hmm. on. Okay. Still, yeah. Yeah. So that that could have been also reason, like you know, a change of you exactly. know perspective or you know vision or whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So so yeah. yeah. Um, thanks thanks for sharing. Um, now we're no, on you're the same, <laughs> we're on the same page about yeah. this. Definitely. Yeah. Um, so so it was like like you're rude, you know. Um, was there was there any moment where you thought like okay, um, you know. Also, the, the nursing aspect of things. Was there was there a moment when you thought like, okay, now I'm in LA, you know, I I can provide for myself. Um, I might as well, you know, take like, mm -hmm. you know, go back to school and you know, uh, you go go into screenwriting full on. Like, you know, do I yeah. go to UCLA, for instance, or whatever? Did it ever cross your mind? And did you yeah. do it? Yeah, I did. Um, so when I got to LA, I realized that you couldn't, I, what I wanted to do was get internships at production companies because right. that's, um, that's a really important way to meet people Absolutely. and, you know, meeting people is really, really important. Yeah. And then I realized that at least it's the law here that you cannot do an internship unless you are a student. Um, yeah. because, Otherwise, it's kind of like, you know, unpaid labor, you know, like kind of like you're working for free. Yeah. Um, but if you are an actual student, um, then you are getting full credit for your internship. And so it's like you're being paid 
um, in school credit. Right. So then I was like, okay, I guess I have to go back to school. Um, so I, I um, enrolled at California State University Northridge um, okay. in their screenwriting program. Um, and then that way I was able to legally, you know, apply to and do internships. internships. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. And um, how was how was this experience for you? Did you did you get a lot out of it? Um, did you feel like okay, this was a necessary step? Like you know, th the school aspect of things I'm talking about, not mm -hmm. the internship. The internship is you know it makes makes total sense. But what about yeah. the, you know the, the class the classes that you took? Like, um, I I've talked to other people about this before, and I personally would not really recommend that specific school. Okay. Um, I did I did have two professors that were great. Um, I had two. One was like a, a comedy writing professor, and the other one was a feature writing professor right. um but the rest okay. of the program to me kind of felt like you know a waste of time they make you take a lot of humanities type classes that have okay. nothing to do yeah. with screenwriting whatsoever okay. um and at least in los angeles there's a lot of um there's a lot of uh writing workshops like independent private companies yeah. where you can take screenwriting classes and so that would have been to me more focused yeah. and more useful Yeah. Than having to take all these, you know, humanities classes that have nothing really right. to do with anything in order to get a degree. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's for, uh, you know, for the sake of of uh, of the degree. Yes. Yeah. I heard exactly. this. I heard this a lot. Yeah. 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 So. So I I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. And unless you unless you just really want to do internships then, you know, you have to. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so after, after these, after you, you know, managed to get some internships and um, you get the, you got the reading position. Is that right? Is that correct? Is that mm -hmm. the, yeah. the order of events? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And through all this time, um, I'm assuming that you also were writing yourself, right? Yeah, I was. And I was, Is also working full time in nursing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. On. So I was yeah. working like um, like forty hours a week in the hospital. I was writing um, pilot after pilot after pilot, and I was uh, doing an internship like two days a week. Okay. And, yeah. And the the writing, how many can you can you recall? Like, how many scripts did you write? before you got into Sundance or before it really, before your, your career really took a turn for the best? Um, I think that was my fourth script. Okay. I had written two pilots, two original pilots and two spec scripts. Right. And so, Yeah. So, so no, it was my fifth. So the one that uh, where I became a finalist in the Sundance Lab, yeah. that was my fifth script, but my third pilot, my third original pilot. Right, okay. Yeah. I was, I was going to say original. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, yeah. And the, this back scripts, they were for existing shows, right? You wrote them for yeah, um, exactly. shows that were on air to, to give to a manager to shop you around, right? 
Yeah. Well, yeah, the first spec script I wrote um, way back in like 2013, that was for the show Girls. Oh, yeah. Um, Lena. Yeah. yeah. HBO. <laughs> yeah. Lena Dunham. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. yeah. And the second one that I wrote, um, which was like a year late, maybe two years later, was for uh, the show Master of None with Aziz oh, okay. nice. Ansari. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I really, I really, really liked that show a lot. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, so you're, so is that is that really the route that you want to go? Um, really, like the the is it is it dramedy? What or is it is it comedy or is it you know well, where, where where do you fall? I I consider myself a drama writer, but I do write dark dramedy yeah all right so i just over this during the quarantine um i wrote my first half hour and it's a dark dramedy it's kind of like in the tone of nurse jackie and um that so now that with that one i just got an email three days ago that i'm a finalist in the sundance lab again with that and so i have an interview with them on tuesday so good to hear yeah Awesome. So, but yeah, but yeah, that was that's my first half hour. All the rest of the pilots I've written have been one hour, hour okay. drama. Well, yeah, and and that, that's 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 really my jam. I love, especially um, period pieces. I just and nobody wants to buy them. Oh yeah. I yeah. don't understand why. I love period pieces so so much. Yeah. <laughs> I love them. But this one, you know, I was like, you know what, I'll just write a half hour um, current day dramedy, you know, about um, a, a traveling nurse, yeah, um, a nurse that makes like home visits and people, for the most part, seem to really, really like it. Awesome. Awesome. And, yeah. um, you know, going, going into your past, like, what is it like in retrospect that you think mm, laid out the path for you? Like, what what were the steps? Can you sort of recall which of the steps that you took got you, had, had the most effect on your career? Is it, was hmm. it, was it, you know, like the internship or was it you going to a writer's group? Because you mentioned like when we get, when we got yeah. started, you said like, okay, then there were a writer's group and, and even out of this writer yeah. group, you got, you know, they, they recommended yeah. you or something like that. Yes. I, I mean, I, I honestly think it's all of those things. Um, I think it's, I think it is joining writers groups, um, but also I took like a number of writing workshops um, mm-hmm. and also <laughs> the internship. I think it's all, I, I needed all those things because I needed the internship to read a lot of bad scripts, yeah. um, you know, and I wouldn't have done it probably on, on my own, own. Yes. Um, I don't even I don't know even how I would have gotten access to those scripts mm. you know like where would True. you read them exactly um, yeah, so, exactly yeah um so yeah so I needed that for that and then the writer's groups I needed to meet people and to network and yeah. then the intern um what was the third thing um uh 
yeah, I think I needed all those things. Yeah, and, and Sunday, the, the Sunday lab um, thing was probably... Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, how, how does this uh, writer's group thing work? Like, do you, do you go online? Um, how, do we, how do you guys, you know, meet each other? There. Um, um, was it? Well, did I, you get recommended by someone that you already knew through an internship or whatever? Um, could you elaborate on that, please? Yeah. So that um, the the specific I've been in a number of writers groups, but the specific one that I'm I'm thinking of right now that one. So, it, <laughs> long story short, um, in 2014, I was my former roommate. Um, she had been in a writing class with Lena Waithe, and so she knew her. She was familiar with her, um, but I had no idea who she was. And um, one day my roommate came to me and she said, hey, I know you moved here to get into TV writing. This girl that I took a writing class with, um, she, she just posted on her Instagram that she wants to mentor up-and-coming writers. Oh, okay. And she's like, yeah, all you have to do is send her a message on Instagram. And, you know, she wants to mentor people. And I was like, okay, like that sounds too good. I, I think my first reaction was like, well, how much is she charging exactly, for that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and, and my roommate was like, I don't think she's charging anything. So I messaged her. And um, she was like, yeah, you know, come to this. Um, I think we all met at like a coffee shop. She's like you. It was like me and like ten other people that responded to the post. Mind you, this is 2013, okay. so she wasn't like the huge, you know, like you know, celebrity person that she is now. So it was only me and like ten other people that showed up, and from there, um, we met. I think we met every other weekend, and she basically walks us through the process of like. This is how you write a log line. Yeah. This is how you write, a, you know, an outline. Right, right. This is how you write a beat sheet. sheet. Yes. This is, you know, th these are kind. These are the kinds of concepts you should be gravitating towards to in your pilot, like so that they're not, so that they're unique and interesting and engaging, and not, you know, what every single other person is already writing about. Yeah, that is um, wonderful. So, yeah, that's so wonderful. Yeah. yeah. So that was, that was in 20, she did it for like a year and then she got really, really busy, yeah. understandably, because her career really started taking off. But from that, like I said, I met these like 11, 12 other writers yeah. who have now all gone on okay. to do like big things and like recommend me for things. And the group um, continued to grow. Um, she calls it now she calls it the Hillman grad network. So she, you yeah. know, she continuously um, accepted more people into it. And, yeah. you know, there's get togethers and not in during coronavirus, but yeah. there were like gatherings and meet okay. and greets and stuff like that, where so, you get to know the other people in the network. So she's, she's still at it. You know, she's still doing yeah. it. That, yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. But now I think I last, I heard there's like, I don't know, like at least a couple hundred people in oh, the yeah. network. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Makes sense. At makes least, sense. Yeah. What, yeah. what gets around? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Especially yeah, at least a couple hundred people. Especially if it's, if it's that good. Yes. Yeah. Word travels uh, fast. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so that, that, 
how that happened. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, so, what do you what do you mm -hmm. say? Like um, you coming to LA, that was also a necessarily a necessary step. Like um, yeah, yeah, like to you know meet meet people and get into these rooms and um, you know really yeah. do these internships and and be you know, in the town yeah. where it basically goes down, right? Yeah, you have to um, be in L.A. I don't really know any other way you can be become, if you want to be a TV writer, yeah. I don't know any other way you can break in unless, gosh, I don't know. Maybe unless, like, I know of a couple of really successful novelists that, um, you know, production companies reached out to them yeah. Um, or showrunners reached out to them and they said, hey, can we adapt your book exactly, into yeah. a TV series? Yeah. Um, and, you know, those people obviously don't necessarily have to live in Los Angeles. That yeah, can happen sure. from anywhere. But other than that, um, <laughs> I don't know of any other way. Yeah. Maybe maybe yeah. through the Sundance Lab uh, thing, you know. Yeah. Maybe or, through that. Or but fellowship. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But there will come a moment, um, you know, probably um, sooner than later, where you just have to be uh, present, you know, um, to take to take meetings yeah. and, and stuff like that. Um, yeah. Before we before we get to um, the the part where I wanted to talk to you about how a writer's room works and who is there and who does what and all this stuff, um, just one last question about you know the, your your career path. Um, you you may um, you, you said you told us about an, an a manager that you got at some mm -hmm. point. Um, how did this come about? Um, so that was through that um, through that same um, Lena Waite uh, networking group. Okay, interesting. Um, her her assistant at the time. Um, I had sent my one of my pilots to Lena. Her assistant read it, which is typical <laughs> and her assistant really really liked it and months out of nowhere um i was actually in germany at the time <laughs> out of nowhere her assistant emailed me and she said hey lena has a manager friend who's looking to represent new um up-and-coming clients can i send him your pilot that i read and of, i was like yeah of course of you course. can yes yeah <laughs> yeah sure so, why not Right. And because she, she really, really liked it. Yeah. And, um, and so that's what happened. She sent him um, my pilot and he really liked it. And then he asked me to come in for a meeting. Awesome. And the rest yeah. is history, so to speak. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, how's, how's the situation with uh, the agents and the managers right now over in the States? I know that I, there, there was some, you know, confusion going on, and there were some, some negotiations taking place, uh, and a couple of managers did quit, um, as far as yeah. I, um, I, I hear. Um, so, how how does it affect, you know, everyone working in the industry? How does it affect you as a writer? Well, it it didn't really affect me all that much because the thing is. Um, everyone in the WGA had to fire their agent. Yeah. Um, so they, they did that, but I'm not yet in the WGA because right. um, typically you have to write on like one season of a show to okay. qualify to be in the WGA. Right. So I didn't have to fire anyone. <laughs> Luckily. <laughs> Luckily. Luckily. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, but for everyone else, I know a lot of the writers that I've talked to, some of them have been frustrated because a lot of the work that their agents used to do, they're now having to do themselves, Self, like yeah. reaching out to showrunners you know, pitching themselves to showrunners, yeah. finding out which shows are currently looking for writers. Um, but then other writers, but basically the more successful, the, the higher level writer you are, the less that that whole thing with firing your agent affected yeah. them. Yeah. Uh. Because because my, my now former boss, um, who was a showrunner, she said, she had not, she had an agent, but she had not even been in contact with her agent for years. Okay. Just, because, just to fire her. Because shows, right. Because, because shows kept coming to her, you know, yeah. and said like saying, Hey, can you show run this show? Yeah. Can, are you interested in this? Right. Because she had gotten to this level in her career okay. um, where, so. you know, she was being sought after. She but, didn't need an agent to go around pitching her. Right. <laughs> you, you know right i see so it but it seems like it the the lower level writers are the ones that like needed yeah, um the and more affected the by that yeah more affected exactly by that. um and but but you know uh still uh the the agent was probably taking a percentage still right you know even even if it wasn't you know through her that she got yeah. new jobs um, the agent yeah. Well, I, I think well she had already I think she had already um, fired her agent before this even okay, happened okay, because see, she didn't because she didn't need them anymore. Right, makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. makes sense. Okay, um, thank you so much for elaborating on that. Uh, let's get into a room. Mm -hmm. What's what's the situation like in a room? Um, how does it work? You know, walk us walk us through a writer's room situation. Like, uh, who is who, who does what? You know, who is even in the room? Um, and you know, let us you know take it step by step. Like, uh, let's start with mm -hmm. who is in the room. So, um, well, every show is different, um, depending on, I guess, depending on what the showrunner wants, what the network wants, and what the production company wants but i i think typically every room has a showrunner or two showrunners mm -hmm. even um sometimes even three <laughs> all right and then um underneath it's kind of like a triangle you know like a hierarchy of just the different levels of writers right. in the room um it's very hierarchical And underneath the showrunners are um, are are co-producers, co-executive producers. Okay. And so, depending on the show, like you might have one or two or three of those. And then underneath them um, are supervising producers, and you know, going so so on and so forth. Um, but at the very, very, very bottom of the writer pyramid is the staff writer. And that's typically someone that this is their first time writing on a show, All right. or it might be might be their second time okay. writing on a show. Um, so that's yeah, there's basically like it's all on the WGA website. Sometimes I get them confused, but there's basically like five different levels of writer uh -huh. okay. in the hierarchy. Showrunner is at the top, staff writer is at the bottom, at okay. the very bottom, 
And then there's um, support staff, which, which I'm included in. There's a, there's always a writer's assistant, yeah. which is, which I am right now. There's always, or usually a showrunner's assistant, which is the assistant to the showrunner. Uh-huh. Um, and then typically there's also a script coordinator. Okay. Um, and the script coordinator is the person that um, basically makes sure that all the different drafts of the scripts are consistent, um, uh-huh. that they're all being distributed to everyone, you know, the whole crew and cast. Yeah. You know, all those different drafts of the scripts are being distributed correctly because that's, that's really, really, it's a lot of pressure for that job because, you know, if you don't make sure that the new changes or edits in the oh, scripts yeah, I, are consistent, yeah, but, you know, everyone has this. Yeah. So I, I, I feel for script coordinators. I would yeah. not want to do that job. Um, and then at the bottom of the support staff, um, group is yeah. the is the production assistant is a PA okay and a PA basically goes in um you know they they make sure the writers room is stocked with all the materials that they need they make sure that the lunch is taken care of and coordinated yeah. for everyone um yeah they're basically stocking and supplying and going on runs and um, dealing with lunch okay so. In the writers' room, then, um, who gets to pitch? Who is who is able to raise their voice and um, you know pitch an idea or even you know yeah yeah no, be, beyond just so that's, that's, being there and listening. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's at the showrunner's discretion. Uh-huh. Some showrunners, like um, in both of the rooms that I've been on the showrunners don't mind and anyone can pitch, you know, their philosophy is like the more ideas, the exactly. better. Like, yeah. why would you, you know, why would yeah. you not want everyone's ideas? Absolutely. Uh, right. But then I, I've been told that in other rooms, like there are certain showrunners that are like, no, if you're not a writer on this show, I don't want to hear your voice. Right. <laughs> so I'm like, that sounds like a nightmare. I'm glad that I've never been in yes. a, a room like that, but I've uh, I've heard that there are some showrunners that have that philosophy. Okay. Um, I mean, it it makes it makes a hell of a lot of sense that you know you yeah. listen you listen to everyone in the room and uh, you get as many ideas um, floating in the room as possible. Um, even exactly. though you know. The way I go about it always is like, you know, even even the worst idea in this particular moment, you know, might trigger something mm -hmm. in someone else, you know, and they exactly. they get ignited by, you know, something that they even, you know, probably misunderstood. Um, but yeah. this gets them going. And that you know? happens all the time. Exactly. And that there you have it. all the time in the room. Yeah. yeah the, the, you know, somebody will say something and another, you know, the showrunner will be like, well, it's not that, yeah. but that makes me think of this. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's also, yeah, I, I'm, I'm a strong believer in that, that approach. Um, strongly, yeah. very, very strongly. Um, because like, it's, it's, if it's like a ping pong thing, you know, which it is, you know, you, you play off each other, uh, you, ignite, you, you know, ignite each other and you exchange just your thoughts, um, unfiltered. There's always something good coming from that, you know? Um, exactly. Exactly. And if you're just brewing, you know, you're in, in your own um, soup the whole time, then mm -hmm. 
it it will probably not get you too far in the long run. Yeah, and the other thing is that you know that it, that really became apparent to me. Um, I had never realized this until I got into a room. Is that when you know right around week, typically week three or four of the writers' room, mm. specific writers start going off to write their scripts, the yeah. episode that they've been assigned. And so sometimes there's one, two, or even three writers not in the writer's uh, room because they are off writing their script. Yeah. Now you're down to like, let's say four, four actual yeah. writers half, on the show, the you know, recycling yeah. the same ideas. So yeah. it's like, you need all the voices and all the brains right. <laughs> you get. So why not have the assistance? Yeah. Um, you know, also contributing ideas, especially when it gets to that point, because it's become very thin. Yeah, you know, like a very thin room. Absolutely, yeah, 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 yeah. Like a vacuum, uh, and there's nothing, exactly. you know, n no air to breathe anymore. <laughs> no exactly. fresh, no fresh air. Um, fresh air, sure. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and so I was, I was going to ask you anyway, like, who is who's um, then assigned to write? Who can even who can even write then? You know, is it? Um, Uh, typically every, everyone so that's also like the showrunner's decision right um what ep what episode they assign the episodes um to different writers um but um typically everyone writes ev all of the writers write one episode sometimes even um some showrunners will even allow the writer's assistant to write an episode or okay. you know they'll allow um the writer's assistant and the showrunner's assistant to co-write an episode. Okay. But again, that's all at the discretion of, of the showrunner. Of the showrunner. Yeah. yeah. And and how does it how does it work? Like does it the showrunner gets all the scripts, right? And and revises all the scripts and even rewrites all the scripts? Or can you can you elaborate uh, on that please? Yeah, well, yeah, the show the showrunner does so the a writer is assigned a specific episode yeah. they they go um first they write the outline then the showrunner or showrunners read the outline um they come back with that writer with notes that writer then implements those notes and then they send it to the network okay then the network comes back with notes, notes right <laughs> and you know they implement those notes Then it gets sent to, you know, the studio and the studio comes back with notes. Then once all those notes are implemented, that writer can then go to write the actual draft right. of okay. the episode, write the actual script. Okay. Then they, they do that. And it's kind of like the same process, you know, over again, yeah, exactly. they write that draft of the script. Yeah. Then the showrunner or showrunners give notes on that draft of the script. Yeah. Then they send it to the, the network, network and, network you know, so yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so when I was saying like at some points, like there might be one or two or even three writers not in the writers' room. Yeah. That's why okay. is because they are <laughs> they they are off writing, exactly implementing all these the notes. notes. Right. Right. Yeah. Um. So in in the the outline, they they do these outlines on their own, or do they do these outlines? Do the do the breaking of the story happens in the in the room, and then they go off and take this what happened in the room and and put it into a, a, an outline or a beat sheet even or whatever well uh, 
typically like I, I know different writers rooms function differently but yeah, in the rooms sure. that I've I've been in um when the story is broken each episode is broken like through discussion mm-hmm. in the room and when while that's happening there's a whiteboard right now because you know we're all on zoom we're not in a physical room right. we're using this app called Miro mm-hmm. and so um, the way it's a whiteboard app and so um, you know it says on the whiteboard act one act two, two. act three mm-hmm. and um, they have different cards cards on the whiteboard of like of the, of the different scenes yeah. like so it's typically like two sentences you know in this scene blah 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 happens so and so goes here so and so does that yeah. this happens and because I'm in a comedy room there's also a lot of jokes on the board as well. Oh, okay. Interesting. Um, so, Interesting, you know, yeah. like this joke goes here, just this joke goes there, this yeah. joke goes there. And then, so then the writer that's assigned that episode takes all of that that's on the board mm-hmm. and makes the outline. Okay. Interesting. With everything that's already, you know, been written on yeah. the board. Okay. Interesting. Um, and that, that brings me to the to the practical stuff of, of it. Like, okay, so um, y- you told us how in your specific room situation a story gets broken down, um, even adding these comedic pieces. Um, mm-hmm. Where do you guys start from? Do you start from characters or do you start from plot or is it a mix um, I, I'm assuming that it also it depends on the show on the on the type of show. Like if it's if it's a mm-hmm. crime show, it's surely different than it would be you know a comedy show, comedy drama for for whatever you know. Um, but yeah, in in, in your um, what have you experienced? Well, um, on this current show, which the writers' room just started, um, like three four weeks ago now. Yeah. Um, they so this is sec- the second season of this show. Okay. And so a lot of like the blue it's called blue skying. Yeah. Um, which is like week one in the room when the room has just started. Um, a lot of the discussion was about what we all what we already did with the characters in season one, one. Yes. and how how the different ways we want to see them now okay. in this season like what are some new approaches we can take to these characters yeah. you know we yeah. don't want to do the same thing we did last season yeah. so let what are some new positions and situations we can put them into yeah. and um you know different settings like oh what's a cool place that they could go what's the you know it's the show is about um a group of 12 13 year olds a friend group of 12 and 13 year olds that live in Los Angeles and they're super into fashion and um, name brand labels and social media and celebrity. They're constantly trying to get famous. Right. Um, So the whole discussion was about like, what are some cool places we can have them go? Some cool people that they could meet some interesting situations we could put them in Mm -hmm. Um, on, on my last show, which was a, a cop show. Um, it was all about the blue skying, which, like I said, is like the first week of the writer's room. Yeah. Um, that was all about this big criminal um, boss, like this big boss okay. that they wanted 
the, the two main characters to come up against in the finale. So they were basically working back from there. Like, okay, well, if we know, you know, at the end of the season, they're going to come up against this big boss, you know, this big crime boss. Where do we, you know, how do we then map out each episode so that they ultimately get to that point? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, So 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 it's very different depending on the type of show, but um, typically the first week or even first two weeks will be all, blue skying like right. what do we want to do with these where, where do we want to take these characters okay. this season yeah that's unique and interesting and engaging okay. so it, it 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 basically really starts with the characters okay so so the yeah. discussion is really okay what we can what can we do with these characters like where in what situations can we put them uh, what scenarios can you know probably shed some new light on these um old characters so to speak um, yeah, but also, um, they also think a lot about themes. Uh-huh. Like I know, um, you know, in, in my room now, a, a big theme that they wanted to explore was that, like this season, the characters are searching for identity. You uh-huh. know, they're yep. 12, 13-year-olds. They, they want to, you know, figure out who they are. You know, what are, you know, what do they, what is the image that they want to present to other kids, you yep. know, in this school? Um, you know, so that was a big theme, like, okay, how in this episode, how does this relate back to like how they're, they're searching for their identity and the image that they want to, you know, present to other kids. And interesting. And so, so the theme, how, how does it, the theme work itself in there? Um, do you, do you specifically look for situations where identity is, uh, sort of a thing for the characters or um, do you take what's already on the board um, in terms of scenarios um, and whatnot and then try to try to figure out if if that fits into the broader theme of things or how does it how does this work um i i think that it's, it's kind of a combination of both, but I, I know that there were a couple of really, really from last season, mm-hmm. um, because the show only had eight episodes that they wrote. From last season, there were a couple of um, really funny situations they wanted to put the characters in. Le- leftovers. And then they said, oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Leftovers from last season. Yeah. And they were like, okay, you know what? Like, we can spin that. So that it relates back to this character searching out for identity in this way, yeah. you know, like, so it's, they took a funny awesome. situation mm-hmm. that they wanted to see that character in and then um, made it about identity. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I thought so. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. Thanks. Um, so in terms of structure, is it like wh- what kind of structure um, did you guys have? Um, was it was it three acts? Was it four acts plus a teaser? Was it you know five acts or is there um, how how did you go about um, mm-hmm. structuring the whole the whole uh, episode? Um, so the the show now is three acts. Okay, and, and well, and a teaser, a teaser, and three acts. All right, interesting, um, yeah. and also a tag at the end there's always like a little like funny you know maybe 30 second tag Uh at the end of the episode um my previous show was five acts yeah 
every okay. episode. It was like I said, it was a cop, um, cop drama. Yeah. It's an hour long cop drama. So it was uh, five acts. That was, that was LA's finest, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. And, um, in, you know, what, what is the, what, what does the tag do in all of that? Like, um, does it wrap up the episode and, and also, um, come back to the theme? Does it highlight an aspect, um, of the theme? Does it sort of recap, um, what you guys wanted to say in this very episode or, um, what is, or is it, or is it, you know, doing kind of this and plus, you know, making you curious about what's happen what's going to happen next, um, Mm -hmm. No, the the tag and in this show the tag like the main purpose of it well it does relate back to the theme like and yeah. but the the main purpose of it is for it to be really funny it mm, should be okay. really really funny you know like the it's it's typically like one of the um supporting characters like one of the minor characters um like relating back to what's just happened in that this episode or, like. Yeah, that was some crazy shit, you yeah. know. Okay, <laughs> like, okay, yeah. You know, like some, something like that. Um, so yeah, the main purpose is like for it to be really funny. Yeah. Um, but you know, also, also kind of you know, say reinforce the theme. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And, and leave leave on a high note, um, so to speak. You know, exactly. Leave, leave the episode with a with a uh, pleasant feeling. You know. Um, yeah. Which then absolutely leads to you wanting to come back um, to get exactly. this to get this feeling again. Yeah, yeah, awesome. So um, I'm not sure if this is ha has any uh, ever happened um, or will um, will happen, <laughs> but uh, I'm I'm curious. Like, what is what would happen? You know when a writer goes off to write this episode, you know, or this outline, so to speak, and has trouble, you know, getting it done. What hmm. would happen? Like, I'm, I'm sure it's probably never happens, you know, but let's, let's just play with the what if here, like what would happen? You Getting it done. You mean like finishing it? Exactly. Or exactly. Yeah. Um, I don't really, I, I, I don't really see how that could happen because, you know, like, like I mentioned before, the, everything that's on the whiteboard is like the blueprint of yeah, what okay. should be ha happening in yeah. this outline. That's all been broken in the room, you yeah. know, through the room discussion. Yeah. So you already have like a really, really good, like, a uh, blueprint, you know, yeah. skeleton, a solid of, basis, you know, where you, exactly mm -hmm. like, you know, it's not like you're really you're starting from scratch coming so up yeah. with exact. You're not yeah. really coming up with ideas yeah. on your own. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's all been discussed in the room. Yeah. Okay. So and then put on the whiteboard. Exactly. So, so what your, jo your job first and foremost is to, you know, put what's on the board um, and and put it into a like structured it, like give layout. It flesh. Like take it, yeah. Like take it from a skeleton to yeah. like giving it like you know flesh. Yes, flesh it out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I thought so. <laughs> I was yeah. I was I was <laughs> referring to that, you know, for all my listeners, you know, because 
they they a lot of a lot of writers seem to uh, still be struggling with you know writer's block and you know the question comes up quite a lot like what would happen if if you cannot if you cannot finish like if you what if you're blocked you know um mm-hmm. and uh, and my my approach is is always this and has been it's like you know there is you know when you're when you're in certain types of situations and and writer in a and writer's room is definitely one of them um there is nothing like you know writer's block i mean you 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 need to write uh, whenever uh, if you feel like it or you don't feel like it but you have to you have to just do it you know you have to flesh yeah. it out that's what you got yeah. assigned to so uh, so you better get you know accustomed to um even you know this this unpleasant feeling in your gut like you know, telling you to maybe you're blocked or whatever it does not matter right you you need to exactly. really get it done you need to finish it as, as you said you know exactly yeah exactly yeah so i think yeah that- i know i mean there's there's times when and you know ultimately like i've i've heard like 98 percent of the time yeah. The showrunner is going to rewrite your outline anyway. So, I mean, obviously you <laughs> want the outline to be as good as it can possibly be because it's yeah. your work. But it, 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 despite that, like the, the showrunner is more than likely going to rewrite certain parts yeah. of it. Yeah. <laughs> you right. know, so it's not, it's not that big of a deal. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, <laughs> thanks. Thanks for sharing. I think that's, that's super helpful. That's super helpful because yeah. is it, is this your mind um, to a certain degree, you know? Yeah. Um, despite the fact that, like you said, it, you definitely want to shine the brightest, you know, and you want right. to make it work. And so that's, that's a given, you know, but on top of that, yeah. there is also always this safety, you know, um, yeah. that you can fall back on. And, and that's, you know, exactly. that's a showrunner. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Which uh, which brings me to um, the, the the showrunner itself. Like you know, mm-hmm. what type what type of person is this showrunner, guy or girl? Like um, mm. h- how how do you need to be wired to be a showrunner and to because I can I can imagine you know I, I also know a lot of showrunners but I um, you know this is the most stressful job on planet earth right yeah yeah so you being you know an assistant um to to um a showrunner uh let us let us in on on you know some of the aspects what what it means to be a showrunner please well it kind of um it it kind of seems like it's a lot of putting out fires all the <laughs> all over um yeah. there's a lot yeah everywhere um there's you know it the showrunner most of the showrunners i know they they want to be they're writers yeah um and they want to be in the room as much as possible you know breaking story yeah no um sense. but they cannot um because they have meetings all the time you know, different people from different parts of the production are constantly coming to them with questions, yeah. you know, about everything from casting to wardrobe to set to locations um, to, you know, network is calling them, you know, with questions about the budget. Yeah. And it's a lot of budget questions. 
Right. And um, yeah, so yeah, that's that's basically there. So maybe you know, like on my last show, my boss would maybe get to be in the room, especially towards the end when production was in full swing. Yeah. She was maybe in the room for like an hour a day. Oh, okay. Um, and all the rest of her day was, like I said, putting out these fires, oh, having to do with the set, the actors, mm. the casting, yeah. the wardrobe, the locations, <laughs> you know, the, yeah. um, consulting with the directors about, you know, how this shot should be, how this, you know, it's everything. Yeah. So just basically running around like like crazy. Exactly. Yeah. Like like a chicken with its head cut off. Exactly. Yeah. And, <laughs> and being being every everywhere at once. Um, yeah. Basically. Yeah. And if you're not there, then somebody else will be calling you. You know, asking you if you can you meet you know meet with them at this yeah. other place. <laughs> and if the if the showrunner is away um, and uh, the still the episodes need to be written and the and the room is still yeah. in full motion who is um, going to take over for for the showrunner then yeah that's a problem <laughs> um. <laughs> because um, it, nobody's nobody's steering the, the ship right nobody's steering the ship right yeah, yeah. uh the next highest level writer um which um, it's typically like the co-executive producer yeah. or the co-executive producers mm -hmm. will, you know, work together to, to run the room. Um, or sometimes um, the showrunner uh, or showrunners will name like a second in command, you know, like they'll appoint a writer, which like I said, is typically one of the executive yeah. producers. They'll yeah. appoint them to yeah. handle the room. Right. And um, I can imagine that this can be good or it can be chaotic. Yeah. Depending on yeah. those those people. I, 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 yeah. would, I would assume that th this is where a lot of, you know, vision or, you know, questions about vision come into, come into play, right? Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, if you have one whose vision it is, you know, the showrunner, um, and then someone takes over and does as best as he or she can, you know, to, to follow yeah. up on that vision. But it's still not, you know, it's, they are, they're not the creators. Um, they're just, yeah. you know, they're running uh, this particular uh, room then. I can imagine yeah, that, that this happened is, a, yeah. yeah, that happened a number of times in my last show right. um, where – the showrunners were all, like I said, running around, um, putting out fires. They're on set. You know, they're dealing with drama with the actors, yeah. <laughs> you know, and yeah. like all this other stuff. And, and so they're not in the room for a couple of days. They come back in the room. All this story has been broken and they're like, this is not working. What is it? That none of yeah. this. What is this? Is that right? What, what is this? None of this story is yeah. working. What have really you guys been doing? Yeah. To do, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's really frustrating. Understandably, it's really frustrating for the writers. Yeah, you know that in the yeah. room because they're like, well, if someone had told us this wasn't working two days ago, yeah. we would have not have continued mm. exactly. in this direction. We would have not <laughs> wasted so much, so much precious time on something yeah. that you know really. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. it's a, it's a balancing act, I would assume the whole yeah. the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And exactly. But I also would would think that you know if a if a show runs 
for longer than two seasons, then it's sort of, you know, then you have like, you know, the veteran writers um, who also are pretty, you know, accustomed to the vision and they sort of, exactly. even, even, even if the hat is sort of gone and chopped off or whatever, um, they, they yeah. still manage to, you know, basically, because, because they've been at it for so long, they, they know mm -hmm. uh, what works and what doesn't in terms of the exactly. tonality of the show and, and the vision of, of, of the show and et cetera, et cetera. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah. I also, you know, I, um, um, I, I found it very interesting because a lot of times, you know, when, when um, you know, people like I get called in, it's usually um, when the first season is, is done, you know, and the, and the second season mm -hmm. is about to start, you know, and everyone's sort of blue skying, as, as you said. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, because it, it, the, the second season, the beginning of the second season is so crucial um in in any in anything you know because the mm -hmm. the first season is once you get the pilot out of the way and um and and the characters work um yeah. there's there's not so much that can really go wrong you know because exactly. you've got your you got your first season and that that is rolling you know that that ship has exactly. sailed and and it's fine and you can you can play around with these characters you could try out stuff which you should be doing You know, but but mm -hmm. but the break into the second season that is super crucial, um, and every you know like like a lot of people that I know call it you know even even harder than to to do uh, you know the 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 mm. second season the, like the first episode of the second season than it was for them to do the pilot, uh, because there's also yeah. you know that much expectation that is weighing on your shoulders, but also people, you know, don't want to see, you know, the same old, they want to continue, yeah. they want to explore new, new alleys, um, and, yeah. and you need to give them all of that at once. And so that is exactly. pretty burdening, you know, uh, to, to a degree. And, exactly. Um, and this is, this is also, I think, uh, the most crucial time for any season, you know, because the second season, mm -hmm. if, if, if you're done with the second season and you managed that leap, you know, then you go to go for uh, whatever, right. whatever reasons to come, you know, basically. Right. Unless probably, right. like you said, a writer's strike happens and then you, I don't know, then, the, cards, the cards get thrown yeah, I, out of the, out of the window, whatever, whatever happened there to the game, you know, to yeah. the show, the game. Yeah. Whatever that was, you know, it could still yeah. break yeah. you. Yeah, <laughs> I don't <laughs> <laughs> Right. Yeah. yeah, don't know what happened there, but yeah, that's a really, really good point. Um, this, like, like I said, with my room now, this is the second season of this show, and my last room, it was the second season of that show. Yeah. Um. So it's really, yeah, it's interesting that you say that. <laughs> um. So before we move on to you know, the, the situation, um, in, in the States and all this, you know, COVID-19, uh, things related to the business. I, um, one, one last question regarding the writer's room, walk us through a typical day in the writer's room. Like when, when do you guys start? Um, how do you start? Um, you know, when, when's mm -hmm. lunch and all the, you know, nitty gritties mm -hmm. of, uh, a, a day in the life of, a staff writer or mm -hmm. a writer's assistant or whatnot? Mm -hmm. um, well, 
typically uh, both of my rooms start at 10 a.m. Right. And um, at 10 a.m., um, people are like, you know, getting their coffees, they're, you know, filing in the room, not physically anymore. Now it's on Zoom. <laughs> yeah. But um, when there were physical rooms, um, people would just be filing in with their coffees or their breakfasts or, or whatever. And um, the first, I'd say like from 10 to 10.30 usually, it's just talk about personal lives. Mm-hmm. You know, like everyone's catching up on something. Um, people are telling like really interesting or funny, just, you know, little miscellaneous things that happened to them. Mm-hmm. Um, either like over the course of the weekend or that night or, you know, whatever. Um, because a lot of times that can, at least in a comedy room, a lot of times that can spark an idea. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, oh, it's really interesting that you said, like, you know, yeah. it, that can that can relate back to a character or a situation that a character can be put in. Right. So there's a lot of like encouragement to share interesting or funny, you know, or, or weird stories that happen. Um, you know, and so then after that, it's breaking story. It's like, okay, well, you know, let's really get into the, um, you know, nitty gritty of episode two Oh three, you know, let's, let's, you know, talk about this. And, um, you know, either it'll be, depending on where we are in the process, it'll be either blue skying yeah. or, you know, which progresses to ultimately a lot of things on the whiteboard. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know, yeah. for episodes, you know, at the top, it'll say episode 203, yeah. Act 1, Act 2, Act 3. Yeah. And um, we're putting up cards and, you know, sticking them on there, different things to happen in each act. Mm-hmm. And um, we're doing that until 1 o'clock when we have lunch. And uh, typically lunch is an hour. Yeah. Come back from lunch. Again, there's like a little after lunch discussion. Oh, what did everyone eat for lunch? You know, did anyone have anything good? You know, trying to like, you know, just spark creativity, you know, just spark discussion and creativity. And then we go back to the whiteboard, you know, back to um, breaking story and do that until 6, 6 p.m. Okay. And then I, as a writer's assistant, um, I, I need to leave from 6 to 6.30 or 6.45-ish. I'm compiling all the notes that I took mm-hmm. over the course of the day yeah. uh, um, of everything that was discussed. I make, go through and proofread, uh, make sure everything makes sense, <laughs> make sure I got all the most important points bolded. Yeah, you know, okay. I put them in bold so that it's easy for the writers to refer mm-hmm. back to. And then I email the notes to everyone in, in the writer's room Okay. that evening. Yeah. And typically they do, you know, they do read the notes, um, you know, to, to uh, recap, give themselves a recap of everything that was pitched yeah. and discussed the previous day and then come back the next day with thoughts. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. With new thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it makes, makes total sense. Um, and I think um, that is a super important job. Um, uh, yeah. you know, the, the rights and system, it's, it's like, you know, also sometimes in the heat of the discussion, you know, uh, things are, have been said, you know, that sort exactly. of fell, fell apart, you know, during the course of the discussion. But later on, when, you know, you go through, through the notes of the writers and system, yeah, you, you think, 
oh my God, that's really what we talked about too. That was an aspect, like th this was a perspective too exactly. that came up, but you know, nobody followed exactly. up on that. Um, but this can exactly. be like the, the, the make, uh, the making uh, of the, of this particular episode. Um, I have, you know, found exactly. this to be happened so many times. So I feel like this is, this is such the, cr like one of the most crucial jobs in the whole thing. Because yeah. You, you are yeah. you know, the, the ears of the room, so to speak in that moment. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it feels like a lot of responsibility making sure like the little, yeah. like I catch the little nuggets of gold exactly. that are, you know, cause you know, there's certain times when everyone's talking at the same time, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, like exactly. everyone, you exactly. know, they're yeah. really on a roll, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, every, everyone's pitching boom, 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 yeah. boom, 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 yeah. boom. And I have to make sure that, you know, that's all there because yeah. they um, could quite likely really, really need that. Absolutely. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. Sorry. yeah. Yeah. True yeah. that. True that. Yeah. Awesome. And it, in terms of, you know, going home, like you probably would not leave the room behind, right? You will probably still be thinking about things that have been said in the room, things, you know, uh, issues that came up, uh, you know, structurally. Mm -hmm. Or whatever so it probably it will not leave you alone right so you will constantly yeah, be in the I, room even if you're not right i think especially as a showrunner yeah. i kind of think they're they're constant you know if this is your baby you know you created this show yeah um i think they're constantly thinking in terms of the show yeah you know yeah. <laughs> every everything yeah. is is the show yeah exactly exactly <laughs> yeah everything in life relates back to the show yeah. <laughs> makes yeah. sense um because that's also you know um let's be honest i mean this is this is where the nuggets come from usually you know yeah the, at least the yeah, ones that exactly. we really relate to are the ones that you know either either it's a showrunner or any other person in the room you know who shares some personal you know stuff yeah. some moments in there that, that these are the moments that that's the reason why we tune in you know, yeah. week to week, uh, episode to episode, because we want to we want to see how how people you know cope with yeah. life and and the struggles yeah. and the daily things. That's why I think um, the morning and the afternoon discussions are so important. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like just yeah. talking about life. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I I cannot imagine. It, someone doing it any other way, to be honest, you know, because because that's yeah. it's it's a room. Um, full of of individuals. That's what it is. I mean, if, yeah. if you have done your job right as a uh, as a showrunner, because that's you know like staffing right. a room is also that's that's a very very intense job, um, and yeah. and you can uh, sort of whether a room works or not is really dependent on who is in the room and how people get along in the room, uh, exactly, and, and, the, and the climate of things. Um, yeah. And so, so also, you know, bringing everyone up to speed on on their personal agendas, on, mm -hmm. on, on their, you know, on each individual experiences. life, exactly the experiences. Yeah. That is, I think, that's the most crucial thing because that's also yeah um, where you connect to people in the room and where it becomes beyond it, just you know being colleagues. And yes, we're all writers, right? It, but exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, wonderful. It's really, really important. Oh. Okay. 
thanks so much for um, walking me through the, uh, you know, all the aspects of a writer's room You're welcome. Uh, and, and sharing all this with us. Um, very, very, you know, invaluable things. Yeah. Let's get, um, let's get, you know, like, like you fade out a little and, and talk about, you know, what did the COVID-19 do to the movie business? Um, like you were saying, okay, we're not gonna, you know, be in writers' rooms for how long? We don't know. Do you already yeah. know for how long? And and you've been doing it um, through Zoom now. So what's the situation yeah. there like? Well, when um, when everything started shutting down yeah. um, because of coronavirus, it actually coincided with the wrap of my last show. Yeah. So it didn't really affect me okay. <laughs> that much because that show wrapped. And then at literally the next week, um, you know, we got this mandate. Uh, City of Los Angeles yeah. was like starting to, to shut everything down. Yeah, yeah. But I had friends that um, they were pretty much like their shows. They're also assistants. Their shows were in the middle of production and they had to shut down. Oh. Um, so that was like really really um devastating for a lot of people you yeah. know um their their shows had either just started production or were about out to yeah. you know and then got got shut down um so yeah it affected a lot a lot of people became uh unemployed um and yeah. had to Did go on unemployment yeah and um then uh within the last I guess this is June now. So right around April, um, these Zoom rooms began mm -hmm. where either existing writers' rooms just transitioned um, to, to using Zoom. Like all the same people, you know, are still meeting every day, but now just virtually or um, brand new writers' rooms decided to, like my room, yeah. um, decided to do their writers' room on, on Zoom. Yeah. And um, now I, I heard like in the last week, there's been this list um, kind of like a, a guideline of how productions can begin again. Okay. Um, I'm not exactly sure how that will be enforced or yeah. even when. Uh -huh. I haven't heard any discussion about it. I just know that a guideline, a list of guidelines have been created of mm. how. Yeah. You know, productions can start again. And they're but circulating. I, I, mm. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. Yeah, it's the same here. Yeah. 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 Basically the same situation here. Um, nobody really. But there's no, there, is there a date there of like when this could start happening? Like production can resume or no? Not really, but I feel like. It's it's about to happen very very soon. I think we're talking, okay. you know, weeks um, at at the most. Um, it's it's yeah. it's pretty. You know, things have been, um, yeah, like like the lockdown situation will end uh, officially on on the fifth of July. So okay. I think that that's around this time. Uh, of date things will get back to really full motion production um yeah to picking yeah pe people picking up you know production um full on again 
um, because mm-hmm. everyone everything's like like what it's it's now like uh, you know um, mid of uh, June. It's basically everything. The the bars have opened now. You know um, the restaurants mm. have opened now. So um, there is no curfew anymore. So it basically feels mm-hmm. like we're we're coming really back to you know the new normal as they call it you know um, yeah and and we can we can only hope that there you know there isn't a second wave coming um, that's that's the especially worst. with bars oh, like exactly. they haven't opened ba- they haven't opened bars in Los Angeles yet that bars are still closed yeah. uh, restaurants. Some restaurants have reopened, but only with a certain number of people yeah. that are allowed to go inside at one time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's different here, and I and I tell you what, like um, you know, once the once the bars open, there is there is yeah. no going back. There is like you know people because it's so, so you're in such close. Pro- I mean, the whole concept of a bar is for a bunch of people exactly <laughs> to be gathered. Absolutely, <laughs> so, absolutely, yes. So we were just talking about um, the how COVID nineteen you know affected the writers' rooms, um, and now that you're all on Zoom, there is no particular date where you feel like you you're going back uh, anytime soon um, to to a writers' room like a yeah the at least the show I'm on now the the creators the showrunners have no immediate plan yeah. to resume the room in person right. at all <laughs> and and how does indefinitely it, and how does the zoom thing work out for you guys it's okay it has its advantages and, and disadvantages the main disadvantage is that um a lot of people um like i'd say like on average like maybe two or three writers in the room are having internet connection problems. And so they'll, they'll try to pitch an idea and then all, all of a sudden they're oh, frozen, oh no. you know, and, yeah. and that, that happens a lot. Oh no. Um, and yeah, it's really, really, really frustrating. Oh, yes. Um, and <laughs> so there's that, but I guess one of the advantages is that, um, if you, have an idea that you don't, you know, there are people are in the middle of a discussion and you have an idea about something kind of like something that was talked about five minutes ago. Yeah. You can put it in the chat box. Right. And, you know, they'll see it in the chat box and be like, oh yeah, that's a really good pitch, you know, about that thing we were talking about five minutes ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, you know, you don't want to be rude and stop the, the current discussion yeah. by saying like, oh, I just thought of an idea about that thing we were talking about five minutes, minutes ago. ago. Yes. Yeah, so that's that's a good um, feature of it right. of Zoom. Um, yeah, makes makes total sense. Um, and yeah, and but also on the other hand, getting cut off. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. this happened. This happened it, to me too. You know, I you know I've been I've been teaching through Zoom, um, all my classes now, and 
that can be a drag uh, sometimes. Yeah. Uh, and people, yeah. not, you know, getting everything that I said and then I need to repeat it. Exactly. The others just, you know, grow tired of, of that. And oh, yeah. Exactly. It's, it's draining. Um, some, some of it yeah. is, is draining. It um, is. But, but anyways, it, it's still Somehow like, it feels more tiring to me than a physical room. Yes. Um, and I thought it was just me. And then I no. talked to other people that have been doing these Zoom rooms. They were like, yeah. no, it is, it is way more tiring yes. than a physical room. Yes. It, is. it absolutely is. It absolutely is. You know, I, I feel like, you know, also to teaching is, is, is super exhausting. It's super exhausting. Yeah. Um, whereas you could go on, you know, for a whole day and, and, you know, and everything is, is, is fine, but yes. Um, yeah, I'm glad that you say that because I'm, I'm feeling the same f way, you know, and I see my students struggling with that as well, you know, yeah. you know like two hours in a row was never, was never an issue up until exactly. now, you know, up until now exactly. we need like a, like, like a 15 minute break, uh, within these exactly. two hours because you know, that they, they cannot focus anymore. Um, yeah. That is probably also due to the reason that they, you know, at home or uh, some, some are even, you know, at the parents' home, which makes it even more difficult, you know. Um, mm -hmm. So that, that sort of, you know, piles up on top of all of that. Uh, yeah, but, it, but it's, it's, it's definitely something, yeah, with the exhaustion yeah. level. Um, it is. Yeah. Yeah, so um, how, do you, how do you feel this whole COVID thing will affect the movie industry um, a year from now, any any idea what this means for you know writers' rooms that are you know in full motion through Zoom, but they cannot go into production. So will that you know cause a major delay in all the seasons to come, or what do you think is 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 the result of all of this? Um. I honestly don't. I'm not sure. I've read a lot of theories. Um, I've, I've read a lot of articles where some producers are like, oh, you know, writers should only um, write scripts right now that can be shot like through social distancing. So basically only stories yeah. with like two or three characters in yeah. the same room Keeping and the no big crowd yeah. scenes. Yeah. And but I but then other you know experts are like that's stupid like you know that 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 is that doesn't make any sense that's yeah. stupid don't don't do that yeah. so I don't know there's been so many conflicting thoughts and theories about it um, I will say that one thing that did happen is that um, the network Fox mm -hmm. they they had to like I said before they had to shut down production yeah. on a couple of their brand new shows that they were going to be um, showing this premiering this fall. And so because of that, my previous show, which was on this, um, this network called Spectrum, um, which it's a really, it's mainly an internet service, yeah. but they just started, they just, just decided to get into like TV. Okay. Um, so, so, so Fox bought my show from Spectrum um, to put on their their fall lineup of oh, shows okay. yeah. be, to replace yeah. like a, a couple of their shows that they had to shut down production yeah. on. Uh, to because have like content. I said, my, my right, because like I said, my show had wrapped yeah. um like 
two weeks before all of this, <laughs> all of this began. Yeah. Um, so that's really interesting. Um, it was something like everyone was sh- was really surprised about it, but they're like, oh, it makes perfect sense. They yes. had to cancel. They had to shut down production on two of the shows that they yeah. were planning to show this fall. So, yeah. Yeah. That's okay. one way it's affected things. Yeah, I think I think we're going to see more of that because, you know, the content, uh, if, if the production uh, sort of, you know, gets delayed too much, then there is a lack of content. And, um, exactly. And this lack of content needs to be filled uh, with whatsoever, you know, and people will probably be very, very needy <laughs> in terms of, yeah. you know, um, content, which is, which is a, also a great chance, you know, um, for, for a, a lot of writers, I think. Uh, and maybe even yeah. that brings, I, w- I was, I was talking to, you know, a, a producer the other day and we were talking about, you know, like, um, the independent movies, you know, nearly being dead by now. And, um, and then, this is a sad thing and um but i was you know my argument was like okay but now with the covid going on maybe maybe this is a chance for you know all these small movies you know that they're not big budgeted and you know people can go out and just you know shoot them um with with you know a couple of of unemployed um you know friends and you know who have been working in the industry and have no work right now and you know, yeah. things got delayed, and but they're now really getting their friends on board, and they just making the movie, and this is pr- probably yeah. what will sa- save uh, so many so many butts um, along the way, um, because mm-hmm. there will still then um, still be content. You know, exactly, exactly. At the end of the day, so that yeah. might be you know a positive uh, side effect. Uh, the way I see it, um, that could yeah. you know come my, from that. My guess. Yeah, I I just feel, I know, like I said, so many conflicting opinions. I feel like productions are going to go back to normal within the next six months, whether it's for better or worse. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. you know, whether that's a good good or bad thing with, with coronavirus, I think everything's going to go back to normal within yeah. six six months or yeah. so. I would I would agree. Maybe even maybe even before that. I, w- I wouldn't give yeah. it six months, um, three tops, um, because people will go really mad. <laughs> exactly. Like they, they already exactly. have been. So, you know, just um, it will it will be faster, I think, that, because there's a lot of pressure yeah. um, towards those things. You know, it's a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So thanks for um, talking to you. It has been Thank you for having a superb pleasure. Uh, thanks for taking the time um, out of your busy schedule to talk to me uh, about um, all things Writer's Room. And uh, thanks for sharing your uh, personal story with all of us. Um, I think it's, it's, always, it, it's always a blast to, to hear from you know, fellow writers um, how, how they uh, you know, broke in. Uh, how they made it work and what steps sort of led to what outcomes that is that's always um that's very encouraging as well you know um and also you know especially you know from from your perspective coming 
to Los Angeles wanting to be this writer, like thinking, okay, this could be something that I want to, you know, that I'm interested in. Uh, but then, yeah. you know, going the nursing route first and then sort of come back full circle. Yeah. Um, and now you're in the room and you're, you know, this assistant and there's, you know, stuff will come definitely. And you got yeah. an invitation to the Sundance lab again. So um, yeah. wonderful. Um, wonderful. Thank and, you. and thanks. And thanks Thank for you. sharing and all the very best um, to you and your uh, future endeavors. And thanks, ben. how can how can people find you? Um, let's talk social media. Let's talk handles. Mm -hmm. Like, um, where can they find you? Yeah, so I'm on uh, Instagram and Twitter as um, at Wolfie Goldmine, yeah. <laughs> and it's spelled W O L S I E G O L D M I N E. All right, I will I will um, put yeah. the link to that into the show notes of this episode. Okay. Um, so that people right. can sort of, you know, um, see what you're up to and yeah. um, follow, follow you on your journey. Awesome. All right. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. And um, take good care. Um, and I hope that, you know, the, the, the whole COVID thing and everything that's also going on in the world um, is, you know, not affecting you too much um and stay safe yeah. and stay healthy thank you and talk soon thank you talk soon <laughs> bye bye, -bye. <laughs> bye, -bye. <laughs> that's it for today thanks for listening please rate this episode or even rate this podcast leave a review spread the word and share this podcast with fellow writers If you want to reach out, you'll find me on Instagram. My handle there is at Dr. Sharpwright at dr.sharpwright. You will find the link in the show notes of this episode. Thanks for listening and tune back in next time. Right on.